You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hard true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast here on the Great Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am your host of the festivities, but I'm also the editor-in-chief of our website, which started it all. That's greatgeekrefuge.com. There's lots of great articles, lots of great podcasts, a ton for both your eyes and your ears to enjoy. Joining me in the hosting duties for this wonderful podcast, I have two great podcasts and two great friends as well. Let me introduce them. Uh, You know them. You love them. The first is a talented musician. He is also a host of a couple of podcasts here on the network. Um, One is called GGR Post Game. Uh, The other is um, The Overflow. Um, You can check out his music at Bandcamp. His name is MC Brooks. Happy 327th birthday to PG County that was formed today in 1696. Holy shit. Happy birthday, PJ County. When do, you, when do you get somebody who's almost 400 years old? <laughs> Good question. What does PG County need? What would we What would we get PG so County? Many things. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a lot of ways they can go. <laughs> so much. So many things. Um, in co-host seat number two, um, a wonderfully talented visual artist, um, but also well-versed in all things geeky, nerdy, when it comes to video games, when it comes to comic books, when it comes to movies, so much so that we refer to him as The Professor. His name is James Rambo. I had a chicken parm sub the other day, about an hour or two ago. Yeah. It's fucking delicious. Ah, dude, you, chicken parm, you can't, you can't beat chicken parm. You really can't. And like... It's not impossible to fuck up. I've had some, I've had some yeah. bad ones, but... Yeah. Well, it's good. It's real good. And there's but, a place near us uh, yeah. that does a lot of um like just fresh everything like they, yeah. they do a ton of standard like pizza place fare but they seem to make everything in the house yeah yeah that's that's always a good move too like and oh, yeah. I, it doesn't seem like it would be a big deal but you know what makes a huge difference fresh mozzarella holy crap yes yes <laughs> yeah 
one, it makes me think of when we went to Fiorella's now two years ago. But fucking uh, hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh just Friday, I uh put Brittany on to this place in Silver Spring called the Underground Pizza Company. Hey, who's Brittany? Okay. <laughs> We've been <laughs> at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, we uh we we uh I put her on to uh, this place called the Underground Pizza Company, which is a place I had only been to once before, and I don't go to Silver Spring often, but I've, that pizza has been on my brain since October of last year when I went the first time. And even though I hadn't gone back until Friday, I, I remember one of the best things that they had on their menu was their handmade mozzarella sticks. Dude, with fresh awesome. in with fresh mozzarella made in house. Dude, that's that's a game changer. Like, and and they supposed, they make a point on the menu to point out that of how um, uh, how uh, pull apart they, like something with how gooey it is because of the how, like how it is when you pull it apart. It was fucking magnificent. I learned a, a term that I had never heard before a couple of years ago. Actually, Jax was the one that taught me because like this kid just like just absorbs every piece of knowledge that he possibly can. Um, they they call it telephone wires. Um, it's it's a it, it, like when you pull the cheese apart. Hmm. Um, it's um, hang on, I'm looking for the term for it. Like right now, it it doesn't matter. Look at, look, look, yeah, it's the cheese bowl. No, I meant like the actual like term in Italian. Um, but like yeah, you Google it. It's there. Oh, Philly. Telefonisi. I'm butchering it because I'm not Italian. I'm, I give up. I'm done. Um, just Google it. It's there. Fine. Like, but they call it telephone wires. When when you pull apart the cheese and it gives you the nice, like, awesome cheese pull. Like, yeah. So good. The epic cheese pull, if you will. Um, wow. We haven't done a food episode in a while. Maybe we'll do one of those at Free Comic Book Day at Tashi Station, May 6th. You guys can come check us out. So. I bring this up. I'm going to plug the shit out of this because there's a tie-in here because Tashi Station, Star Wars, Mando, it's a whole thing. Um, we're going to be at Free Comic Book Day, May 6th in Springfield, Virginia, at a place called Tashi Station. You guys can Google it. You can go on Facebook. Tashi Station's right there. It has the event there. We are going to be doing a couple of things. We're going to be doing a live episode of At The Diner. So you can come check us out. If you always wondered, hey, what does Mike and Rambo and MC look like? Well, first off, you can find us on social media, so that's not hard. Secondly, um... Yeah, come check us out. It, it's fun. Um, if anything, if Rick, um, Allie's brother, shows up again, Rick, say hi this time. Because he just stood there and stared awkwardly at us and didn't say anything. And I was like, who's this asshole? And then, like, it was Rick. Rick, you should have said something. Um, at any rate, we're going to be doing a live episode there. We're also going to be working with Wes Johnson's Fallout for Hope, Voice of Palooza charity that he's doing, which is raising awareness and raising funds uh, to battle Alzheimer's. So definitely check that out. We'll be streaming live on Twitch as well. So this is going to be awesome. This is going to be uh, a chance for us to uh, gain some uh, new listeners and new followers and new people to see what we're all about. So it should be good times. Let's talk about Mando. Let's jump right into season three finale of Mando. Um, I want to just get like... Rambo, as the in-house professor, I want you to kind of start us off. <laughs> I want you to start us off here with your take on this. And I want to see if where I'm at with this is where you guys were at with this too. But Rando, okay. Rando. Rando. <laughs> Rando. Today we have some asshole on the show. Um, well, it's a combination of Rambo and Mando. So Mike was, was taking a walk and was like, hey, you have working vocal cords. 
You want to be on my podcast? Hey, dipshit. You like Star Wars? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> like, yeah, I love Captain Kirk. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah give give us give us your take professor no pressure i mean i don't have, have anything especially uh uh intellectual to say about it she was fun um it was a bunch of cool fights and um i love seeing gideon get shit on um he's like, oh my god you killed all my clones yeah fuck your clones um i uh yeah there were just a lot of great character moments there's a lot of a lot of opportunities to to do some cool shit um i'm sure that y'all will bring up some points i'll be like oh yeah that thing looks like this thing and it references that thing but really it was just it was just a ton of fun and um and like a like that could be a solid series ender like that. Hey, yeah, if they, if they say yeah, the, the, this the third season of Mandalorian is the last one. Cool. All right, great. That's a solid ending. Um, I thought that a good job of wrapping up a bunch of loose ends while leaving some things you know open just enough to explore later on. Um, I you know if you don't see somebody die on screen, are they really dead? Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Unless it was cool. a clone. Unless it was a clone. Oh, yeah. There. I mean. There it is. Yep. There it is. All That's, kinds yeah. of ways <laughs> yeah. around that kind of shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I really dug it. I had a good time. Yeah. Um. MC, your thoughts. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm pretty much uh, in agreement with Rambo. I. I thought the finale was was really fun. I feel like this is the episode that. Uh, for people who have been complaining about the lack of action this season, I mean, what more could you have asked for for mm. for a finale? Balls of the wall action, yeah. I mean, it was it was basically that. I love the Mando running the gauntlet, which which like I feel like parts of the season have felt like a video game, and him going through the the gauntlet felt very much like that was so cool. Something you would do um, in in a, in a video game. I thought that was that was pretty awesome. Um, I will say I thought Grogu was pretty dope and something that occurred to me and I, I could I feel like I could be wrong about this or maybe I'm just uh reading into it but I kind of was like oh he uh only used the force defensively kind of like how someone would have taught him in the previous season of Mando would have done because they didn't establish how That's... long he was actually with you with uh, Luke yeah yeah so I thought that I thought that was kind of like kind of like cool because I was like why isn't he like like he easily could just be wrecking shop in here and instead he's just you know using it defensively? I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Just. Uh. I mean. Uh. Get, Moff Gideon was 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 uh was great. Uh, Giancarlo is just great in general. We'll watch him in literally anything. And as I mentioned, as Rambo mentioned, like there are definitely ways around <laughs> uh, his uh, potential death on screen if they you know have reason to to bring him back back for if they want to bring him back for for another season and uh just find some find some explainer for it but yeah i thought i thought it was pretty solid um or not solid i thought it was pretty awesome um yeah it definitely could have been a series ender i think it was confirmed at star wars day or something a few weeks ago that there will be a season four um and there's speculation about what that will what that will mean as far as uh what like will when when it'll take place 
But we also know that there is some sort of like Mandoverse movie happening also. And I mm -hmm. feel like this could have been a nice, like if they wanted to set the stage for that, because we know we're still a few years away from that, this could have been cool. You could, we know where Mando and Grogu are going to be. Now we just need to see where, what happens in Ahsoka and boom. But yeah, overall, I thought I thought it was great. I thought I think the season overall is, was uh, um, was pretty good, and I don't really have any complaints. Not not even about the finale. Okay, so here's where I get to be the Turbo Star Wars nerd that I am. Um, yeah, man, you know way more about that about Star Wars as like a, a franchise than I do. I don't want to say I was disappointed. I wasn't disappointed. Really. I, just, hmm. I, I felt it was sloppy. And I can point to one line That's in particular. Apparently Mike does not like it sloppy. Did you have to And this is this is it, late for us to record. We are recording yeah. late. Yeah. 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 Actually gone yeah. yeah. Oh. Hang on. Let's turn on the Keith Sweat. Let's get this going. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey y'all. How you doing? Let me tell you about Mando. Um no, so <laughs> Um, one line in particular really pissed me off. Um, Moff Gideon gave away the whole clone plan in one line. Ah, you did this, and I was cloning myself, and I was looking for this, and da, da 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 I get it, because this is what we set up the last two seasons, and this is what it leads to. But this shouldn't have been a one line that was said at the end of the fucking episode. Like, this should have been something that was revealed. Like, we should have found, like... R5 should have hacked in is like we found um his plan. This is what he's been trying to do. He's been trying to give himself force powers. Oh fuck. Like it should have been a bigger reveal than that. But not only that, like he knew that Mando was in that facility looking for his ass. Like he had him on a tracker and he just let him walk through his fucking cloning facility and blow those assholes up. Because here's why, because he's got way more clones out there because the one we saw fight was a fucking clone. And you want to know how I know he was a clone? Because he didn't have a goddamn mustache. He was clean shaven. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Mike's, sure. not the first per My, no, Mike's not the first person I've heard say, yep. like, say that's the reason that that, 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 uh, that that was likely a clone yep. and not actually Moff Gideon. Fucking clone. Um, it was funny, though, that Moff Gideon was just like, oh, Beskar armor, oh, Beskar armor, you you know, yada, 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 y your armor's so great, and like, oh, what would you do without it? But here's my sweet suit with Beskar armor and super robot gauntlets, and I'm gonna crush your shit. And it's like, if it's so great, why'd you have to add all these, like, additions to it, dude? Like, again, he's an Imperial, and they're dicks. It's fine. I get it. Like, it... Overall, it was a good fucking scene. It was a good fucking fight. I hated how easily they beat the Praetorian guards, though, because these guys are supposed to be the baddest of badasses, and it was just kind of like Mando's like, let me shoot them a lot. And it was like, oh, that's all you had to do? Shoot them a lot? Oh, fuck. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I like the idea that they're so well-trained to go up against, like, Jedi and shit. Yeah. They don't, even they just handle don't have the practice for blasters. I did like, love... <laughs> oh, fucking Mando was brutal in this episode, though, man. Yeah. Din Djarin was just fucking people up. He like that gauntlet scene that you talked about was incredible. Yeah, it was like that was awesome. the The fight choreography was great. Him with against the Praetorian guards were was great. Like fucking Grogu and his little IG twelve thing, just jumping around and shit. It was so fucking cute. 
but like he was a badass man and he hung in there and yeah. like they played it perfectly dramatically in all the right spots it's like grogu's pinned down by a big piece of metal what's gonna happen oh no mando's gonna save him like they really played up that dramatic aspect of this and I want to be clear, okay? We talked about chicken parmesan subs at the beginning of this episode because Rambo mentioned it, okay? And we talked about mozzarella and we talked about cheese pulls and all that other shit. Um, I will eat a great mozzarella or a great um, chicken parmesan sandwich with fresh made mozzarella and I will enjoy the shit out of that. I will also eat a shitty one. I don't give a fuck because I love chicken parmesan sandwiches. You know the one that you can get from, from Burger King? The long chicken is what we refer to it as in this house. Like... It's, <laughs> With the shitty tomato sauce and like the fucking American cheese on it. I like that shit too. That's what this is, okay? Star Wars has shown me that it can be amazing art and cinema. Like I have seen some amazing things from this series. Um, Rogue One pops into mind as just a masterfully done movie. The way the script is handled. Um, it can be cheesy melodrama. Like say what you will about Obi-Wan, but that last fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader was some melodramatic shit. It was great. And it was like emotional and it was intense and it was awesome. That's the same thing this is. Mando is, th this is soap opera. It's space soap opera. And I fucking love it. And I enjoy every minute of it. I just had issues with certain things about this episode. I felt like it could have been better. I feel like they should have made this two episodes. Um, they, I mean, they, I felt like it was rushed at the end. Um, but we also know that there's going to be more. We know that there's going to be more stuff. Um, I like that Mando set up what his next role is going to be. He's like, yo, um, you need to heart, hunt down some uh, Imperial remnants, um, Appa. You know, I'll just stop by the convenience store. <laughs> um, you know, you tell me who I got to go kill. Um, I think that's kind of cool, like some off the book shit. Um, it was it was it was enjoyable. It was satisfying, much like, you know, again, the Italian chicken sandwich from Burger King. Not amazing, but satisfying every single time. Um, I, I like that some people really hated that the Darksaber got destroyed because they were like, oh, we made such a big fucking deal about this Darksaber the whole time. And then it just gets crushed by, uh, by Moff Gideon's, you know, badass uh, gauntlets that he created. Yeah, because ultimately the fucking sword didn't matter. It's that a, wasn't what made her a leader. Literally a symbol. It is a literal yeah. plot device. Yeah, like it's it is just a symbol of something. Thank you. And 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 it's funny, like and that that's that's funny because um, uh, 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 Bo-Katan likes to give so much shit to the armor and that whole uh, the sect of like not Death Watch um, about how they're so obsessive over over tradition and it's a cult and all this shit. But when Mando was like, you can just take the dark, I mean, like the dark saber, it goes to whoever's leading in charge, you can just take it. No, I can't. I have to win it from you. And like, mm -hmm. you know, you're doing all the same shit that you're giving them shit for. It's just your version is different. Like, yeah. but it's not different. It, it's the specific things you're talking about are different, but the ultimate idea is essentially the same, that you're obsessive over tradition. Like, that's just, that's just dead people baggage, baby. Like, just let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> Um, no, I, I love that they destroyed that because it's, it's worthless. It's, it's, it's no different than a lightsaber or anything else. It is just something that, that there's been so much projected onto it. And the idea that the, 
bad guy destroyed this incredibly important symbol to the you know to the arguable good guys yeah that makes sense that creates trauma creates conflict yeah yeah it's it, it's it's just funny to me that like the people who get upset and are actual movie reviewers and television show reviewers and write for for big publications can miss this and it can hit them right in the forehead and they just don't get the sim the symbolism it's the same thing with the people that complain there are people complaining that grogu is now din grogu they're like well this is just the same thing as ray adopting the new skywalker first off none of if you're saying that then none of y'all have either one been adopted two had a fucking douchebag collection for a family because to have the kind of power to choose who you get to be and who what your legacy is going to be instead of being stuck to a name that you don't want anything to do with is is massively important it was to ray but also like for grogu because we all like we, we've called it you know like mando is daddy um but like he's he's that kid's he's that kid's father like plain and simple and like for him to adopt him just makes so much sense and like the fact that again people are just missing this giant point and like have zero empathy to the concept of what the story is about that star wars is trying to do new things that it's never done before and and show people representation on screen for not just like physical things not just like we need to see more women we need to see people of color but we also need to see people who are adopted we need to see people who had shitty upbringings or have a horrible name associated to who their um grandparents are uh aka ray being a palpatine like you get to choose your destiny and that's a that's a really powerful thing and like i'm just shocked that there's so much that people are missing from people who call themselves professionals at reviewing this stuff and like, not only that, they love being loud and proud and going online and telling everybody how they didn't get it just to have some people in the comments be like, how'd you miss this? Like, again, the most important thing is, uh, is hashtag first, you know, not, yeah. 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 Or, or not watching to actually enjoy it, watching to review, just to have something to say about it. Yeah. Like you're not watching it because they actually enjoy, enjoy it or want to think about what things could mean. It's like, yep, well, got my review out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, it is what it is, I suppose. Um, I, next we got Ahsoka. When is, when is Ahsoka coming out? I gotta look that up. Uh, oh, fuck, it's gonna be ready that soon. She was flying by. <laughs> yeah, August 2023. So we only got four months before Ahsoka comes out. Okay. All right. And this is this is gonna literally pick up right where they left off because we're getting all of these Grand Admiral Thrawn teases because um Moff Gideon kind of scoffed at him before. He was like, if he's so great, then why does he fucking show up? Blue skinned asshole. Like and now we're gonna see him. Like they've cast him. Like we're gonna see Ahsoka. We're gonna see um, some really cool shit with some of these other force wielders. Um, I'm wondering if we're going to see some crossover. Still, where the fuck was Boba Fett? Like, <laughs> Boba Fett is retired. That <laughs> motherfucker is chilling in his hot tub. Yes. 
like yeah. spooning Timothy Oliphant having a grand old time. <laughs> him, and, <laughs> him and Ray Gun Givens just like fucking <laughs> Ray Gun Givens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just sipping champagne together. Yeah. And he calls him Ray Gun. I just feel like <laughs> actually it's uh yeah, you know, fuck it, I'm Ray Gun. That's fine. <laughs> that show could have been so good. Yeah. It really could have been. I still I still feel like if we had gotten a Godfather esque Boba Fett, like him just like wrecking shop. <laughs> or even like if you want to use another one, since we, this was a space western at various points, do Tombstone. The part after the Cowboys kill his one brother, uh Sam Elliott, and then or no, they kill um Bill Paxton and then they wound Sam Elliott. And he just like loses his shit. And he's like, you called down the thunder. Do some shit like that where he's just wrecking shop. Like seeing an angry Boba Fett just fucking everybody up would have been great. But Boba was just like, he was tired. Like I felt like the whole time, like there was like going to be a thought, like a thought bubble where he's just like, I just want to take a nap. Yeah. Which I like, even that could have been interesting. It was just like, they kept just dicking around and doing so little with the character and with the show. Yeah. I don't know. It just... It, 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 it felt like they kept setting up for something to happen and it never came. I, I'm, I'm, I've been listening to the same fucking EDM song for 20 minutes and the beat has not dropped yet. Like, do the <laughs> shit. It just, keeps, <laughs> it just keeps building. <laughs> Come on. You're like, all right. Come on. And then, never, like, and then it never happened. And then it just fades out. And just fades out like fuck you. Oh, <laughs> uh, did you guys know yeah. that GGR was going to be uh, delving into the EDM field? No, but you're welcome. <laughs> just remember, that kind of reminds me of that the the that's enough slices meme. If you guys have heard that sound on TikTok, oh, where a guy Anthony Fantano is watching a video of someone slicing, cutting pizza into slices. He just keeps he just starts lo- he just starts losing his shit because he's like, "All right, okay, <laughs> like okay," and then eventually just yells out, "That's enough slices!" Yeah. He, the person keeps going. It's like, "What? What the fuck?" Like like pizza party in elementary school slices, yeah. like those. <laughs> yeah, like those kind of slices. Yeah. Like all right, we're, we're, like when are we gonna get to it? Yeah. Come on now. Oh man! Wasting my time and yours. So, yeah, can I can I ask you guys about an Easter egg that I don't know anything about, but you guys might? Yeah, please. Yes. Uh, so you know, Dave Filoni was in the episode at the mm-hmm. very end, apparently saying really random things in the background. One of the things that people mentioned is the name Plo Koon. Koon. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And yeah, and it was said in the background, and people were like. That's it's not accidental that you can just like very vaguely hear it in the background um, of of a scene. So I don't know. Like, does that mean anything? <laughs> I think that Dave is just being a dick. Like, if I'm being real, I think Dave is just like I'm just gonna say shit just to see how like how incensed I can get the internet because Plo Koon is dead. Dead Plo Koon's ship. <laughs> Plo Koon's ship got shot down. Like, like not Did just you like see him die. You saw his ship fucking explode. No, you didn't Did see him see die. Him so him maybe, die. He, maybe he ejected. Hold Ooh. up, hold up, yeah, hold okay. up, hold up. Yeah, yeah. What happens at the end of Mando? Not the very end, but like in the third act of Mando, there's a giant fucking explosion. If you were outside 
if you were on the surface or you were in the sky and you saw what was it a, a fucking destroyer crash yeah. into that building you'd be like oh Bo and Grogu and Din are all dead and fucking Grogu puts up a little force force bubble and they all survive it would not be even close to the most uh, 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 um, far-reaching and uh, over-the-top way to, get, to bring character back. But again, you don't see a body. Which sure. is why Mace Window could he could still be alive out there somewhere. Mace Window could be floating around. Mace Window went out the window. <laughs> <laughs> window out the window. Yeah. Window uh, out the window. <laughs> He could be alive. Fuck, I don't know. Actually, yeah, with a mechanical hand calling everybody motherfucker. Like, I mean, who it knows? Is not the most over the top thing. No. Uh, there are bigger reaches. Put it yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah, it's. I don't know why they would do Plo Koon though. Like, it. If you really want to do it, cool. I guess. Like, I mean, whatever, nerds. Cool. I mean, is there like a connect? There would there be something connecting them to Ahsoka or this? Mando? Yes. Yeah, because Plo Koon was like, he was involved in the Clone Wars while she was there, like, and it, like a fan favorite. Like that's the other thing is like they they fucking love them some Plo Koon, and he's he's weird looking and 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 cool like. Just visually, just like looks like fucking frightening. I'm gonna send him send the link to you guys right now. Yeah, but he's like green. he's got big like ovoid eyes. And oh no, you're thinking of you're you're thinking of Kit Fisto. Oh wait, Plokoon, Plokoon. Oh, Plokoon's like the the he has like the respirator and the yeah. fucking yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah, Kit Fisto also dope as fuck, but he got stabbed in the chest by um by the emperor. Um, also and, dead, dead. Yeah, dead as fried chicken, dead. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, Plo Koon, is, yeah, like him and he, I mean, he had some interactions with Ahsoka, like a lot, like during the Clone Wars and stuff like that. Um, and he's the one that discovered, oh, fuck, that's why, because we're going to do flashbacks. Yeah. 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 While on a, well, yeah. While like on a training I, I... mission to the planet Shilly, the homeworld of the uh, Togruta, Koon found a three-year-old girl named Ahsoka Tano who was sensitive in the Force. Koon brought Tano... Uh, where we go? Uh, brought Tano back to the Jedi Temple so she could be trained as a Jedi. The two kept finding, uh, kept in touch over the years, maintaining a close bond and friendship. That's why he's teasing that because we're gonna see some flashbacks to the fucking baby Ahsoka. Yeah, if you Google there the go. like the Ahsoka show, uh, the number two listed um, person in the cast is Aiden Christensen. Yeah, they're gonna do some flashbacks. Which honestly is is kind of cool. I, I like that they're doing this where you're getting to see the depth of these characters because that's something that the original trilogy didn't really do. It was we got here's these basic um, cardboard stand ups of these characters, which is fine with the exception of Darth Vader. We got some depth with Darth Vader, and that was about it. Um, and they they started doing that with um, the prequels, and then like they did it with the sequel trilogy but the sequel trilogy was just so all over the place like and that's the thing is i think that's part of the reason why they're doing so much content now for star wars is they're just trying to make amends for the sequel trilogy they're like let's just put out a bunch of shit and some of it'll be really good some of it'll be pretty good none of it'll be awful but maybe you guys will just forget that we we even did this movie trilogy and we'll try some new shit in here a little bit so just stay tuned 
Oh, you just sent us the that's enough slices. Nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't realize Filoni was in this. What was he? One of the Mandalorians, like cheering on and shit. No, no he was. You... No, no, he was just in the back. He was just in the backdrop. Uh, when they when he goes uh to the when Mando goes to the bar. The bar. Yeah. He's in, in the, the background left, of the bar. He's he, he's wearing what looks like um uh Cad Bane's hat. Like he's yeah. wearing, he's wearing. It's not a cowboy hat, but it's a straight brim, like a like a fucking wide ear pad. Hmm. All right, I'll have to go back and watch that. That'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, they really tied up all the loose ends with this. I feel like um, I'm trying to think of anything that they didn't really tie up. I'm still surprised that like Mando's just. I was kind of hoping at some point. Now you know what it was. It was like an episode of the week. It was like a. It was never a. He never talked about her in season two. Um, remember he fell in love with that hot um widower on uh, that one planet when they had to fight the ATST. Like it was in the season one, and like all the little kids that were on the planet fucking fell oh, in yeah. love with Grogu. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. him and that one woman. She's like, "Why don't you take your helmet off?" And he's like, uh, "I can't." Uh. And like he almost did. He was like, "Hang on, let me show you something." But like I was. Trying to be was just like trying to be Mando's wingman, you know. Let's, let's get Mando some action here, you know. Um, honestly, I thought he was gonna throw it at uh at Bo Katan there for a second when he was just like, "Whatever you need, milady, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. you need, <laughs> you tell me." Just saying, I'll take one helmet off and put one helmet on. <laughs> this is the way. Yeah, this is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's cool that the Mandalorians are going to get a chance to rebuild their 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 civilization and culture and their planet and all that fun shit. Um, so that'll be a lot of a lot of uh, fun. Um, I'm wondering if Ahsoka is going to get a Jedi redemption um, because Luke's out there. She knows that Luke's out there. She met Luke. Like apparently they're hanging out. Like I'm also wondering if. Okay, so let's go. Just like let's pull the curtain back and let's just go full star Wars nerd. Um, there is a, and they've alluded to them. Timothy Zahn wrote these books called heir to the empire, uh, trilogy, which was about grand Admiral Thrawn. So that's where all of the, a lot of the stuff comes from, right? We're seeing bits and pieces of it all over it. Grand Admiral Thrawn was in the outer reaches of space or fucking whatever, came back to try to bring all the Imperials back together to try to retake Coruscant, to try to take back over. Um, in doing so, he find he's looking for clones that the Emperor had. One is of this uh, crazy Jedi, because that's the thing, is the cloning process turns people crazy. This guy's name was Joris Sabath, I think is how you pronounce it. But Joris Sabath was a Jedi master. Uh, they cloned him. He's nuts. But he's using him because there's something about dark force users that can unite a fighting force, something, 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 dark side. Um in doing this, though, we meet this character named Mara Jade. Mara Jade was what was called the Emperor's Hand. Um, basically, like a Dark Force user that did the Emperor's bidding. And her last assignment was to kill Luke Skywalker. But she never got a chance to do it because Luke killed, or Vader killed the Emperor before. So when the Emperor died, she lost her connection to the Emperor and it was just gone, just gone, period. Um, so she still has this like leftover command floating in her brain from the emperor of kill fucking Luke Skywalker. And like they go through this whole thing. They build a relationship. Eventually in the books, he marries her um, and like trains her to be a Jedi and stuff like that. It was kind of cool. Um, but 
I'm wondering if we're going to see something like that or if Ahsoka is going to kind of fill in the role, but I don't know. That'd be weird. Like, hey, I was your dad's student and now, you know, you're his kid. So that means I'm probably like a good 30 years older than you. But what's up, Skywalker? How you doing? What's up, Luke? Let me show you something. What can that mechanical hand do? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's it's GGR after dark, man. What do you, what do you want? Just leaning the fuck in. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really curious. There's a lot of uh, avenues they can take. And Timothy Zahn has been really, really cool, too. He's been like, yeah, fuck, let's do this, man. I'm working with them. Like, he's been working with Filoni, and he's been working with Favreau on coming up with stories for Ahsoka. Um, are, you, are you sure about that? That is the exact opposite of what I've heard. I'm pretty sure Timothy Zahn, I, I could have sworn I read something where Timothy Zahn was like, yeah, I'm all for this. Well, no, so, okay. Yes, that. I've heard Zahn is like, I am absolutely down to work on this shit if someone would give me a call. That is my understanding. Per uh... Star Wars author Timothy Zahn has more plans in mind for novels featuring Grand Admiral Thrawn taking the characters into the post-Rebels. Uh, Dave Filoni consulted heir to the Empire author about Thrawn. Uh, Star Wars author Timothy Zahn talks Grand Admiral Thrawn's live-action debut and future novel plans. Um... Yeah, so it looks like, okay, he's not working. So let me, thank you for, let me correct that. Um, but yes, he he has been involved in the creative process, it sounds like, um, based on what he's been saying. Yeah. But like, I also think that Filoni doesn't want to bring in more cooks. You know, like he's he's perfectly happy making this, making this himself. Sure, but that... It doesn't mean that his ideas are better. It means that he wants control. Yeah. And I, I'm, I, and I'll, I'll say I, I haven't, um, I haven't watched Rebels, and I haven't watched Clone Wars. Um, I've seen a fair amount of the things that he's done, like with Mando and all that stuff. But I've also talked to a lot of people who have watched all those things and have heard more about Filoni, and uh, he doesn't seem like the uh the 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 <laughs> the great creator that a lot of people will have you believe that he is um it seems like a lot of the things that he he does he just he locks into something and, and just decides this is how it's gonna go um that and that 100%. is a real bummer like the fact that like all of the mandalorians uh in clone wars are all mostly white and the people of color that are Mandalorians aren't real Mandalorians. Um, <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Hold up. Boba and Jango, they're not real Mandalorians. Blah, blah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was said. That was said in Clone Wars. You're correct. Um, oh, yeah. No, and then yeah. said outside of it as well. Like, it's yeah. since kind of been like a, a, a interview retconned, I think. Um, like there's a whole thing that happens in, in Book of Boba Fett where they kind of like find a way to make it work again because there was such a big backlash over it. But Oh, so, okay. So you know who started that? It was George Lucas. George Lucas was like, yeah, no, he's not a Mandalorian. He's just a fucking bounty hunter. I couldn't give a fuck yeah. what George Lucas has to say about anything. <laughs> yeah. Before he like gave control to everything. But like, um, so in season two of the man of uh, the Mandalorian, that's how they, they retconned it there because he shows him the armor and he shows him the chain code. And he was like, look, I got this from this person and this person and this person. So this is why this shit is mine. And I'm a Mandalorian. And Mando's like, yeah, you're Mandalorian. Cool. And like, yeah. yeah so that's where they, 
I didn't realize that that was a retcon at the moment. I was just running with the story and I was like, oh, cool. So they're giving him a little bit of a redemption because I used to say to people when they were like, well, Boba Fett's going to come back. And I'm like, fuck Boba Fett. Fuck him right in his face. I think he's stupid and I'm tired of his shit and I'm tired of him claiming to be a Mandalorian because he's not because George Lucas said he wasn't. So did Dave Filoni. And then like, yeah. So like, I'm glad that they cleaned that up because like, I didn't even think about that until you just mentioned it. Hey, only white people are Mandalorians, which is fucked up. Yeah. It's uh, it's less than great. Um, I don't know. Like, I I don't have a super strong opinion of the guy. I am, uh, I will freely admit that I am I am relaying opinions I've heard from other folks in terms of their own experience. But uh, yeah, I know uh, uh, more than a few people whose opinions I trust. Um, who, uh, w- w- like the 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 uh, uh, my friend Sid and Galen who. Uh, I was talking. Who told me about the 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 whole Thrawn trilogy and yeah. um, and Zahn and and Zahn wanting to wanting to work on more of it and just basically kind of being ignored um, is with now obviously in a book you're going to have more latitude in terms of, like you just have more real estate you you have more to work with and more to, more to, you can do to flesh things out um, but that. Thrawn is a much more nuanced character in the novels and in the series he's still a good character but he they end up sacrificing a lot of the more nuanced takes with him in order to just make him seem more evil um and that's a bummer um I mean I don't necessarily agree with that take on it um I I've not read the books. I've not read yeah. enough. Watch a series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I have, and I thought Thrawn was well portrayed in the series. But it, but here's the thing, though, and this is something that Felonius is, in my opinion, one of his big weaknesses, is he writes the stuff like it's a cartoon, and that sounds like kind of nebulous, like it doesn't really mean anything. So I'm going to give you a little more exactly more depth. There's. <laughs> He writes it like it's a kid's show cartoon, not a because there is the delineation and like it's because unfortunately cartoons are just assumed to be for children, which is stupid. And I found out why, but that's another story for another day. Um, That's one of the things that's lacking. And I've said before, the most recent season of The Mandalorian feels like an episode of The Clone Wars. It's cartoony. It was the same thing with the end of Boba Fett. That last episode of Boba Fett felt like a fucking cartoon in live action. It was like watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Boba Fett. I'll like, totally agree with that, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that that's Filoni's biggest weakness is he knows how to write cartoons really, really well, but there's something missing with live action. And honestly, like, I'll tell you who had who did a much better job of writing live action shit, and that was Favreau, because Favreau had way more to do with the first season, if I remember correctly. Like, it had a different feel. Season one had a much grittier feel, I feel, than the other two seasons. I don't disagree, but I'm pretty sure Favreau wrote that finale. Did he? Of oh, what of season three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were definitely moments where, like, he would pop, like, his name would pop up, and I'd be like, "Oh, okay, so it's going to be more like this." Yeah. But then again, if they're both working on the series, yeah, they're you know, and and essentially, if you if you get to a point of like, all right, well, we've worked out the story beats. Yeah. I just you know the I mean like the way writers' rooms in general work, like the Simpsons writers' room. Yeah. Yes, one person gets the credit for the script, but they're the one who writes the final version of that. Yeah. They're not that like 
everybody comes up with the concept and everybody rips the jokes and everybody breaks the story and then they go and take that yeah and and give you your finalized version and so sometimes the best the best jokes aren't from the person who gets credit for it or something like that sure. or, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. no i get it yeah either way like i'm not criticizing i'm not saying i don't like feloni um i i see the criticisms it makes sense i still think that it's in the right hands with him um, I'm not going to pull this horse shit where I'm like, well, we need to leave this. No, I love having other people involved with it. Was her name Deborah Chow that did um, Obi-Wan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I thought she did a great job. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, it was nice to see different people doing different stuff with this. Um, God, I, why do I always forget the guy's name who did... Um, Rogue One and is doing um and is doing uh Andor. Oh, uh, Tony, Tony Gilroy. Thank you, Tony Gilroy. Like I, I again give give other people a shot to do some shit with this. Fucking let Zahn in, in the in the writer's room. Let him do some shit. But I think that there's some hard feelings and they don't want to admit it. That there's some hard feelings from the people who were involved in the EU. Because if you admit that Zahn needs to be involved with this, then you have to admit that there were other people who did shit with the EU that have validity as well. And there's a weird tie with the fandom that is super, like, hypercritical of what's going on right now and their love of the EU. And I think that that's what they're afraid of. If we let one in, we're going to have to let all in kind of thing. And it's... Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I I mean, I I, I feel like that's a, a... And, and I'm not saying like you are embodying this thing, but I feel like that's a really it just feels like a cop out. Like yeah, um, yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, if you know if, if we leave one let one in, we have them all in. It's like well, yeah, do you? Like, but do I you feel like that's have to do that. But I feel like that's the kind of shit that they would say. I can, I mean I can see that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I I'm also sort of tired of just like being beholden to what old fans of things say it's like it's it's yeah. like the person who comes into a store six months after they bought something and says they're a paying customer no yeah. you're not you bought yeah. something here once like yeah. you, you've been you've been here you, you are a customer a customer yeah yeah, yeah. um i just i don't know it, it 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 feels like really really uh safe cowardly way to get around just just doing the thing you don't want to do like yeah I mean, like, no one can make you if you're if you're the showrunner. Yeah, you know, basically you answer to the studio and you answer to like, you know, present production and shit. But beyond that, like, you can just ignore what people say. You can just disregard it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I don't know, it bugs me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think um, Thrawn did some cool shit. I think he was a great villain. Um, I don't think he was bad in in Rebels, but he was a cartoon. He was for a kid show and like, could he have been better? Yeah. A little, a little more depth would have been nice, but like they, the thing that they nailed with him was that he was a brilliant tactician and that he could think ahead and, and predict what his enemies were going to do. And he did that, but he also did it in a really cool way by studying their art. And I thought that yeah, that was their culture. Yeah. He was really into their, yeah, that was yeah. Uh, uh, the thing that, that didn't get we're talking about. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, I thought it was a really interesting aspect. And again, I think seeing him in live action is going to be fun as shit. 
And the fact that we're getting the live action version of him is the guy who did his voice in the series. That just is cool. like just like That's Katie cool. Sackoff was the voice in the cartoon and they made her Bo-Katan in live action. I thought that was kind of cool. I do feel bad for Ashley Eckstein though, because Ashley Eckstein was the voice of Ahsoka and they were just like, mm, no, no, no. <laughs> we can't have this tiny person be this character. <laughs> Which is crazy because Ahsoka's tiny. <laughs> like in the, in the show, she's little. So like that that's yeah I don't know. I, I don't have, I've actually heard yeah. I've heard shit about why she didn't no get they're like hey, fucking yeah. Rosario Dawson because get somebody with yeah with a little bit of a name yeah hey why wasn't let's 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 ask the internet why wasn't Ashley Eckstein in Ahsoka series here we go according to interviews with Rosario Dawson Dave Filoni and Bryce Dallas Howard Ashley Eckstein was not cast as Ahsoka because Filoni and his co-producer on The Mandalorian wanted to please the Star Wars fans by casting Dawson instead what the fuck does that even mean yeah what <laughs> that is how is they wanted to please the Star Wars fans. you please the Star Wars that... fans by casting the fucking person who did the voice who she well, makes it's... she makes she's a fashion designer and she makes Ahsoka fashion shit she fucking loves that oh. God yeah, damn it. But what no, they mean is against what they, Fuck what, Yeah, what they mean is exactly what I suspect it might have been the case, which was fan casting. Like people yeah. people were fan casting Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. And so that's why they made it a reality. Yeah. And again, just do the thing. I I can't remember what it was. Me and Katie were looking through like one of the dozen streaming services we have yeah and sorry sorry go ahead oh no i was just gonna say um so rosario dawson actually said that the the only reason she got cast is it came from fans someone tweeted at her fan casting her she was like yeah please hashtag ahsoka lives apparently that got the attention of someone who does press for star wars who forwarded to dave filoni who then got in contact with her and yeah I mean, yeah, and and it it makes sense. Like of the two of them, them like Rosario Dawson has has way more juice in Hollywood than uh, Ash Epstein. If for no other reason, um, I'll say, I couldn't have pointed her out in a fucking crowd. Like, yeah. yeah. Not like I know everything there is to know about nerd shit, but like I'm fairly well versed. And I'm like, oh, the little blonde chick. Like I don't know who the fuck that is. Um, but was, so I mean, it just. This whole thing smacks of 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 something I ran to earlier, like recently. Me and Kate are going through streaming services. I can't remember what movie it was we saw, but she was like, "Oh, that might be fun," and I was like, "You should watch it by yourself then, because I have no fucking interest in that." And whatever it was, it it felt like something made by committee, and I it it reminded me of Snakes on a Plane. And Snakes on a Plane it was the first first. I, the, when the idea, for, I, I want to say, like, it made it on, like, the fucking blacklist, um, where it was, like, you know, big deal, unproduced script, and it was just going to be this big, silly thing that, like, you know, like, like funding fell through or something, and in the interim between when it was originally supposed to be produced and when it eventually got produced, the internet got wind of it, and it became this huge fucking deal, and all these memes came up, and all these people are talking about like, oh my God, Sam Jackson's gonna be in a movie and he's gonna be fighting snakes on a plane. It's gonna be fucking amazing. 
and it became movie by committee yeah the studio started like this whole ad campaign and they started doing like surveys and shit to find out what people wanted to see in the movie and that's how you get that fucking line in the movie where like you just have the 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 camera like perfectly framing him saying the fucking motherfucking snake shit um and the th everything that would have been fun or interesting about that movie wherein you know it was a relatively small budget like a budget that like you know doubled in in production um where you would have like had to make like you know weird choices in order to get the thing produced and and you know basically any any drop of authenticity that was there was sucked out by a bunch of people talking about what they wanted to get and the studio going okay and putting it all in there yeah and like don't fucking do that shit like i don't need star wars to be high art you know if we can get more shit that is a, of of a high quality great i'm all for it but at the same time that doesn't mean that just because it isn't like multi-layered and multifaceted and all this i would much rather have something authentic and genuine made by someone who loves it and cares about it um, or just somebody who's really fucking good at their job, who's fucking competent, um, then, you know, focus group to death or um, uh, 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 written and rewritten based on, you know, rando fucking middle American people who have seen a clip and or who heard an idea. Like, just make what you're going to fucking make. And if it's good and it's authentic, people will find it and they'll flock to it. But if you want to make, you know, shit based on like, well, fandom says they don't want this, who gives a fuck? Like, and there's, and, and, and while I'm saying that, I understand that there is a seeming hypocrisy in saying, get people who know about the thing. Like, there, but there's a difference between the fandom and a fan. Um, What's the line in Men in Black? You know, a person is reasonable, but, you know, people are, uh, yeah, stupid panicky animals, yeah. uh, or something along those lines. I don't know, man. Just like a creator who who knows what they're doing, I would much rather have than like the opinion of Star Wars fans, you know, TM, um, because one of those things is going to be focused and 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 have an actual purpose. The other thing is just going to be all over the fucking place and carry a bunch of prejudices, and ugh, it's just fucking exhausting. You know, what's interesting is like I whenever people mention that, like get somebody competent, I always think of uh, Empire Strikes Back because George Lucas, obviously, did the first Star Wars movie, was going to do the second Star Wars movie and direct that as well. And then he turned to his film professor from UCLA, a guy named Irvin Kirshner. And Irvin Kirshner did, in my opinion, the best Star Wars movie that exists in Empire Strikes Back. Not because he was a fan of the lore, not because he knew every nuance of everything that was going on with Luke and Leia and Han and Chewie. Like, that motherfucker is a good director, and he knows what made a good movie. Now, I say that to also say that this dude also directed Robocop 2. So... <laughs> well, then we start getting into the ideas of, like, you know, yeah. studio interference. Yep. Yeah. And, and also, Robocop 2 is not Robocop 3. 
So <laughs> Robocop two, yeah. Robocop three is is like I'm here for the children. <laughs> Robocop is Robocop three is like Wu Tang. It's for the children. Like uh, let me let me save the kids of Detroit. Um, <laughs> that movie is so fucking goofy. And like the the kung fu robot that he has to fight at the end. I don't even remember it honestly. It's been so long. This shit is so dumb. It's also <laughs> one more one more notch under the uh, 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 or or one more one more piece of evidence you can put up to say like. Yeah, the Monster Squad is lightning in a bottle because every time Fred Decker and uh, uh, Shane Black have worked together since, it's been some version of a mess. I've seen the other movies that, that Fred Decker has made; they are not good. Yeah. I've seen some of the TV stuff he's done; it's not especially good. Hey, hey you made one thing I really love, but that, yeah. I, that's enough. Yeah, but but yeah, I, I would. To, to clarify my position, I will take a skilled professional over a fanboy any day of the week behind yeah. the camera. And 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 this 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 piggybacks off of last week's episode where we were talking about fan fiction. I appreciate that you love a thing. That's great. I don't care. Can you make it well? Because if you can't. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to read it. I don't want to play it. It's dope that you made it. And I hope you and the people who made it have a great time re-experiencing that. But that doesn't mean I should want or I should have to be involved in the appreciation of said thing. Because just because yeah. you like it doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things out there that I like that are that are trash. Um and similarly, like <laughs> fucking Chandler's List is a phenomenal film. Guess what? I don't own and will not be rewatching anytime soon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. No. No idea why I wouldn't want to watch that again. Um, kind of like the Holocaust <laughs> Museum. That's a one-time go. That's a one-time trip, man. Super weird that you would turn yourself off of that. You don't see anybody buying season passes for that place. Um, <laughs> and if they do, then they're probably on some sort of watch list. Um, yeah. So overall. I'm, I'm happy with where Star Wars is. I know that the people are not, and I don't really give give a flying fuck. Um, in about two weeks, I get to go to Florida and I get to meet Mando and Grogu. So eat a dick. Um, it's going to be very exciting. Um, I part of me almost wants to get him like a first christening gift because he's now Din Grogu. <laughs> Congrats! He's, oh, also his little feet when he's running in the bar. So ridiculous. That shit was so funny. Katie was losing her mind the entire episode. Yeah. Every time he would do something, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, that's shit. that's Sandy. I show her because like also there's that great <laughs> bad lip reading video where they turned Empire Strikes Back into that song Seagull, Stop It Now. Mm -hmm. They they did that to Grogu walk into the fucking bar. Mm hmm. Down by the beach, I'm strolling. Yeah, uh, like the <laughs> my head. Oh, oh, my I know all yeah. the fucking words of that song. It's it is wonderful. Yeah, sometimes I'll be at work and I'll just randomly just be like, now run, 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 jump. I can be your backpack while you run. Yeah, I fucking love that song. <laughs> yeah, overall, good shit. Um, I'm happy where it's at. Um. But that's it, man. Shit. We're not going to be talking Star Wars until at least August. Um, what's Let's do this. What's coming next? What's the big thing that we're going to be talking about at the diner? What's the next big thing that we're going to be watching? 
Oh, that's that's actually a really good question. Yeah, because I don't I'm know. Not sure. Yeah. Um, Guardians drops. Oh fuck! Guardians comes Guardians, out really Guardians soon. Guardians comes out soon. Yeah. Um. Have either of you guys seen Super Mario Brothers? Not yet, no. Uh, not, still haven't seen it yet. I'm probably gonna go take the boy to go see that at some point here soon because uh, he's done. He's done with his play, so I might take a day off and like maybe on like a Thursday or something we'll go fucking yeah. see a matinee. Um, uh, we got Secret Invasion in June. Okay, so Secret Invasion in June. We got so that's literally two months from now though. When does Guardians come out? It's in like two weeks. Isn't May it like 5th. May fifth? Yeah, right before Free Comic Book Day. Shit. Yeah. Okay. So. That'll be fun. We won't be able to talk about that at Free Comic Book Day unless y'all are going to go see it. And then uh, me and Phil already have tickets. <laughs> it's just become a thing. Like we, yeah. we uh, me, him, and his wife, um, uh, Monica. Hi, Monica. You know, that last night. Hi, Phil. Um, we, yeah, we've seen uh, 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 every MCU movie opening weekend, if not opening day, yeah, of the last like. Half dozen, thereabouts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mike, you know there's a way though. There I know. <laughs> we. I'm sure that you and I will find yeah. a way so that we can watch this we'll, before Free Comic we'll, Book Day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, I do want to. I am. Uh, yeah, I'm very much going to going to get tickets to see it. I do want to see it. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just yeah. like that. That week to two week stretch is really packed. Like it's free comic book day and then vacation we're leaving for disney world on the 11th like there, there it's a lot of shit right right back to back um side note you mentioned phil i want to give a special special shout out to this dude phil yudson um the fact that you're giving us money on the patreon is awesome dude but the fact that you care enough to reach out and say hey i noticed this particular thing about this episode of the podcast that means a lot to me um because sometimes i in the, in the process of trying to be a parent and have a nine to five job, um, which anybody who is salary knows there's no such thing as a nine to five job. You're working longer because they throw extra shit at you. Um, and then also trying to do the podcast. It's a lot. And sometimes I miss stuff. Um, so the fact that he reaches out and, and said something to me meant a lot to me. So Phil, thank you very much. But also in that same category, I've had people like my cousin, Jamie Cornish do the same thing. Jamie, I appreciate that as well. So shout out to all those people who were like, hey, I noticed this particular thing was missing or this particular thing was off. Like none of us have an ego so big that we're going to be pissed that you would mention that. Please right. mention it to us. We will gladly go back and fix the thing um, because quality matters to us. Um, it's one of the things that I love about the the crew that we have here is we're all artists and like none of us are, are against critique if it's constructive and anybody who has brought anything to us has always been super constructive with their criticism. So thank you. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Olsen is in something called love and death comes out Friday. Oh, is that the, um, the, yeah, the, the Texas. Andy, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With the, the, the X murder show. Yeah. That's their version of that. Yeah. Wait, it's 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 what there was a show i mean there's many series on hulu uh called candy uh okay. starring jessica biel uh -huh. and it is about this fucking axe murder in texas in the 80s um and how it all and, and it was like done by uh a, a, like a fucking soccer mom um and they were in, I think they were in production around the same time. 
Um, but Hulu's version got made first. Uh, like, I don't know if, if maybe like COVID hit the other production a lot harder. Um, but I think it's coming to like HBO Max, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah, I just had it open. So since we don't really have a series and while you're looking for that, like once you find it, let me know. Yeah, um, HBO Max. One of the things that we talked about that we had done in the past is we had these Geek 101 things where we went back and we watched like really important things that maybe one of us missed. And we essentially created a um, like a follow along sheet like, hey, if you wanted to get into this, how do you want to get into this? One of the cool things, um, give you guys a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. So my son was involved in uh, something called Step VA. Step VA is a local organization that encourages um, children and adults who struggle with various um, uh, abilities and things that they struggle with, um, it gets them involved in the arts and gets them involved in performance. And they did You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. And it was a blast. It was so much fun to see these kids have a good time, get up on stage and really understand the concept of why we do this perform. And it's to have fun and to uh, build community with each other. But one of the moms, um, and hopefully she's listening, Carol. Hi, Carol. You're awesome. Carol is so incredibly gracious and sweet. She was like, I listened to your podcast because Jax, the consummate professional that he is, is out there repping us, guys. He's out there. He's like, hey, my dad does a podcast. You should check it out. It's called At The Diner. Like, the man is just a, a showman. He is promoting the show for us. <laughs> um, Carol listened. And one of the things Carol said was, she told me, she's like, first off, I listened. And I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. We curse a lot. And she, <laughs> she laughed. She's like, no, that doesn't bother me. Um, but she immediately said, she's like, you know, one thing though is, is like, you guys are so knowledgeable that I had to like Google stuff. Cause I'm not, I just wanted to listen to your podcast, but I didn't know exactly what you were talking about. Carol, we're going to start doing something that we did before called the geek one oh ones, which is a way for people who want to learn more about this stuff for them to learn about these sorts of things. We did one about, um, Star Trek. Um, I believe I'll have to go back and check. I think we did one about Superman as well. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking like I started doing this a few months back. Maybe we could do Batman and we could watch the Batman movies because I watched Batman and Batman Returns. They're all on HBO Max. Um, I really want to watch Batman Forever because I loved that one when I was a kid. And I wonder if it holds up or if it's rough. It really depends on your perspective on that movie. For me, it is no worse and no better than i remembered it oh yeah it is it is, it <laughs> yeah. is as good as i remembered it yeah. but i did not have the fondest memories of it yeah um yeah you know what we'll do i think we'll make this fun let's make this fan involved let's put something in the group and we'll let people vote i think we could do batman we could do spider-man um because we got into the spider-verse 2 coming out here soon um part what one a, part, oh yeah. part one yeah okay part one yeah what other things could we what are some big franchises that we could tackle that would help people who want to get involved but are kind of afraid because it can be it can be daunting spidey mm. batman um i would even say just some of the lesser ones i mean we're getting a blue beetle movie blue yeah. exploring, exploring blue beetle i can talk that might about be a good one is. um to, I mean, Guardians. I mean, we know that a lot of people know the the movie version, but we know that there are all different versions of the team that exist 
And we know that this version of the team is going to change it to some degree after this movie. So maybe something like that. I mean, we, we could very much um, find different characters that tie this oh, to. Oh, man. Tie this to. Especially, especially also now that we with the with the DC reboot coming. Yeah. We know we're you know what? Commandos, yeah, um, let's, we could do the DC. Because yeah. that was one of the things that she said. She's like, you guys kept saying the DC something, the DC... Oh, what are they talking about? Now, oh, DC Comics. Oh, okay. Like the DCEU. That's the the DC Extended Universe is what that stands for. We could talk about that. We could talk about all these different characters that are huge players in that. But we used to do something on, on GGR back in the day. It was literally for me um, so that I could understand the characters a little bit better. I figured if I did like an article about it. But I used to call them the splash page. Where what I did was, is when the first Ant-Man movie came out, I was like, let me do some research. If you don't know who this character is, you see this movie coming out and you're like, who the fuck's this guy? Why should I pay attention to him? We went into why this character is important. What's the basics of him? Who's going to be in the movie? That sort of stuff. And like why you should go watch this thing. I think that we meld these two things together. Like, why would you want to see Blue Beetle? Well, first off, um, and I, I don't want to butcher his the pronunciation of his name. Um, MC, are you up on... Um, Sholo Marduena, Miguel from uh, from yeah, yeah, yeah. No, would you ask me about him? I'm sorry. Oh, I was just trying to make sure I pronounced his name correctly. Um, I look him up, and side note, his headshot is him much younger with braces, and he looks adorable. Oh, yeah. uh, and like, sure. well, and then, yeah, when you, yeah. when you Google him, there's three images. There's the one of him like tiny yeah. baby, yeah, and then upper right is at the Suicide Squad premiere, uh, with like. Full beard and shaggy <laughs> hair, earring. You're like, oh, okay, all right. I see you, oh, big sexy. Oh, you grown now? Okay. Yeah. 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 Jolo uh, Maridwina. Thank you very Maridwina. much. Yes. Maridwina. Yes. Um, we we always want to make sure that we try to at least pronounce their name correctly. Um, but yeah, like he's he's an amazing actor. I fell in love with him from Cobra Kai. Cobra I can't Kai. wait to see him in this. Um, not only that, I fucking love George Lopez. And seeing this is going to be fun too. So yeah, this will be a great chance for us to um, help sh yeah. share some of our knowledge of these things that we uh, that we know, but also like help kind of get us up to speed on these things that are uh, that are going to be coming out here real real soon. So stay tuned, folks. We'll be doing that here real real soon. But we'll go ahead and wrap up um, this episode. Um, so big shout out to everybody out there listening. Hey, thank you. First off, thank you for listening. Secondly, thank you for sharing with your friends, your family. We appreciate that. We really, truly do. Um, but a big thanks to you two as well, uh, fellas. Uh, MC, Rambo, I appreciate all that you guys do for the website, for the podcast. And more importantly, I can't wait to actually hang out with you guys again because it's been so fucking long. Like, um, I saw you at my birthday, which was cool. But like the fact that we're going to do another event is just is really, really awesome. And, I, and I'm, I'm super excited about that. So if... You out there listening can make it to Free Comic Book Day, May 6th, Tashi Station in Springfield. It's going to be a blast. There's going to be so much cool stuff to do. There's going to be free things to do, but you're going to get, you can meet people. Wes Johnson, um, he's the voice of Sheo Garath from um, the Elder Scrolls games. He's um, in Fallout. He's the voice of the Washington Capitals when you go see them play. Um, John St. John, the voice of Duke Nukem, he's going to be there as well. Um, also, very talented voice actor, uh, Michael Allen Rawson is going to be there as well. He's been in a lot of Star Trek projects. He's been in the Fallout games. He's done a lot of different stuff. So really, 
cool stuff. There's going to be a ton of other people there, lots of comic creators, uh, filmmakers, just a ton of stuff for you guys to come check out. Definitely be there. It's going to be good stuff. We're going to be involved with Wes Johnson's um, Voice of Palooza, which will be raising money uh, for Fallout for Hope. Uh, this one is going to be specifically for Alzheimer's research. So definitely check that out. We'll be streaming that live on Twitch. If you can't make it in person, uh, there's going to be links on, um, on the website um, for the event as well. So make sure you check that out. Uh, but for all of us here at The Great Geek Refuge, we love you. We appreciate you. We'll catch you next time. And remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. Juice bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy.